Hello and welcome to episode one. That's right, first cab off the rank of the Arena Games Triathlon Shorts powered by Zwift. My name is Will McCloy and for the first episode, we just went directly to the top of the tree. Olympic gold, Olympic silver, just picked up an MBE if you don't mind. Second fastest park run ever recorded. What else? 27.51 for the 10,000 metres. You can tell I've done my research. Alex Yee is the man and he joins us right now. Alex, how are you, mate? You've had an incredible 2021. Now we embark on 2022. Uh, how are you feeling, mate? You ready to rock and roll? Yeah, no. First of all, thanks for having me. It's an honour to be the first episode. I didn't actually know that, so that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm doing well. Training's going well. Uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to starting the season uh, in, in a few, well, in about six weeks' time now, which is pretty crazy to think. It's gone pretty quick. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to get out there and go go again. Well, when you when you launch from you know when you lurch from one victory to another, I'm sure time goes past pretty quickly. You had like just about the best possible year in 2021, as I said, uh, Olympic silver in the individual uh, goals with that incredible team that you'll then take now to the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham at home this year, and then the Super League title as well. Obviously, performed on the World Triathlon Series as well. Do you feel that pressure coming into 2022 because things have changed about how much of a threat people think you are? I mean, for me, uh, I think I said it in a, in a few other Super League interviews before, but like I still feel very much a child of the sport and I still feel like I'm learning. I still go to swimming and get smashed by other people, uh, ride on the bike with other cyclists and get smashed. And I, I really enjoy that, that feeling of being challenged and stretched. And I still very much feel like I'm not a finished product. And uh, I definitely had races last year where I wasn't uh, fully pleased with the outcome or parts of the race and there's always stuff to work on and to learn from from the last race the last year's races so hopefully um yeah coming into this year I can try and rectify some of them race a bit better and uh, I don't as such feel pressure I think it obviously coming in with um the, the silver medal I got in the individual um maybe will will slightly change things but um, for me, my my outcome and my approach to the race won't change at all. So um, that's what I got to focus on. What a marvelous sport triathlon is that a guy who looks like Christian Blumenfeld can cross the line first, and then a guy that looks like Alex Yee can cross the line second. Completely different shapes. I reckon Christian could eat you and still be hungry tomorrow. You know, <laughs> like, but how good was that race? I mean, obviously he was incredible. You had an incredible race as well. What stands out for you? When you think back now to Tokyo, what's the first memory that comes into your mind? Um, they all went too quickly, I think. It almost feels like a bit of an out-of-body experience going there with no crowd and being in the bubble. I think you almost feel like you're in a bit of a dream, in a sense, because it all kind of happens so quickly and, and you're out of it almost as quickly as you, you're in. So for me, um, yeah, it was an amazing experience and... Uh, for me, I, I can still, I was so meticulous with my planning around the swim and the bike and the run, I, I could close my eyes and, and kind of if you tell me any point in the race, I could I could tell you exactly there. But at the same time, it, it went so quick. And um, yeah, for me, it's bizarre to, to look back and think it was me in a way and, and I was doing all that kind of stuff. So yes, it's a weird one. It, it, it still is... Um, a bizarre feeling and I, when people say oh has it sunk in and stuff I, I, I still don't really know it's it's just really cool to be doing what I love at the top level and um 
yeah to to have the kind of story where i was i was over the moon and i'm really happy but there was still some hesitation around kind of coming second and maybe um what what could i have done and uh what could have been different and then to to kind of go across across the line in the in the mixed relay and get that gold medal was a yeah really good good feeling and i felt really proud to do it in what well, in the inaugural event with yeah such a cool team and that's the team that I imagine. I mean, I think you've been all been named to go to to Com Games, and I've heard you pull out Com Games as the the big goal, or what, like the biggest goal for twenty twenty two. Would that be correct? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the only difference with our selection at the moment is that Sophie Coldwell has been uh, automatically selected as well. So so she's also going um, to Commonwealth Games for sure this year, which is really exciting. She's a a real force and there's been the change of uh order with the mixed relay now so it's the boys first and then the girls and we've got a girl to finish this year which is really exciting and it's going to throw up a lot of change in the event so for us uh to have that kind of level of sport uh on our doorstep again um almost kind of resonates and, and reminds me of that kind of london 2012 uh atmosphere and buzz so i'm really hoping we can we can create a similar thing and for me, that definitely be one of the, the big focuses of my year. Well, at London 2012, you would have been about four years old. Let <laughs> me think. 14, 15? 14, yeah, I was 14. 15. 14. Doing your yeah, A levels or whatever they have in the UK. I don't know. Not even GCSEs at that point, I don't think. Just I have no idea. No <laughs> idea. But you're making me feel old. Now, then you, you kind of back that up. I mean, Super League was an interesting one because it all it was all it was all pushed into one month, um, which brings its own challenges for any athlete. Um, and you were just the guy that kind of just chipped away at it, and then just timed your run not only in each race but also during the entire month. And that, what I what I took away from that was that it was just a really mature performance from you, uh, um, constantly being tested and responding, and then obviously came away with the goods right at the, right at the bottom end. So, I mean, talk us through your, your month because it was quite a, quite a spectacular one to watch. Yeah, I think, well, for me, first of all, after the Olympics, we went straight away to Edmonton, the grand final. And for me, after doing all the kind of media stuff and uh, that kind of having that overwhelming phase of, of yeah, craziness, I think I, I probably got a bit overwhelmed and, run down going into that race and, and didn't race my best and probably struggled a little bit at that point. Um, so for me going into, to well, maybe not so much London because it was a home race, but the, the others, I, I really didn't go in with much pressure or expectation. I just really wanted to enjoy the event. And uh, for me, if I could learn something from each race and bring it on to the next week, it's only going to make me better. So for me, that was yeah, my main aim was just to to keep getting better at, at what I'm doing and and learn from the others because you can learn a heck of a lot from what your other competitors are doing around races and uh, little things in Super League which are totally different to any other triathlon that we do. So f- for me, having raced my last Super League race in 2018 um, and then going into that, apart from the Arena Games, um, meant that. Yeah, I probably didn't have as much learning as some of the others, and and so it meant I had to learn quite quickly. and And for me, that was quite exciting and a new challenge, and uh, I really enjoyed that. And I feel like I progressed throughout the the month, and 
yeah, then was able to produce my best kind of races on the back end and yeah. Do you feel like it sharpens you up? Like the, the I guess the one percenters, this getting your transitions exactly perfect. Uh, it just kind of, if, for me, it, it feels like it magnifies it. Like if you can do an Ironman or whatever and you can muck around in transition, it doesn't really matter. Super League, it seems you make one little mistake. Arena Games takes it another step further. So so you t- I guess you see that in World Triathlon Series races or something, how sharp people who do Super League are in transition and how they can make a couple of seconds up here and there. Do you feel sharp like that once you've gone through a month like that? No, 100% you do, yeah. you. Well, for for me... It was actually more magnified by the mistakes I was making that made me realize that I was losing time. I think you see in the first episode of Every Second Counts, little things like forgetting to have my hat and goggles on the first uh, run of the second uh, leg of the the triple mix really paid. And uh, I ran past my shoes in Munich and little things like that. And for me going into Jersey, the third race, I was like, if I can just eliminate all of those and make as little mistakes as possible, then... I really give myself a good chance to, to stay up at the front and hopefully going into a running race in the last in the last leg of yeah of any race hopefully I, I put myself in a good position to to be competitive and yeah I really feel like I I, I learned from the things that I did wrong and and rectified them and I think that was one of the, the strengths of yeah my campaign last year. You mentioned, you mentioned the doco, Every Second Counts, and we've seen the first two episodes come out. And I saw a picture of you just looking up at the screen just like like a little kid <laughs> yeah. at Christmas, which, you know, when you, I guess when you're up on the big screen, you're like, yeah, look at me, look at me go. Awesome. <laughs> what did you think of it? Uh, obviously, we've got another two episodes to come out, but um, it, a really good look behind the scenes of, of, uh, of Super League and the circus that it is. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, it's a bit bizarre watching yourself on a big screen. You never... When you grow up doing the sport, you never imagine yourself to be in that kind of position where you're kind of watching yourself do what you really enjoy and stuff like that. But Super League have put together this, yeah, this amazing documentary and it's really insightful and different to, to anything we've seen before. And my dad even gets a, a shout out and his book does as well. So, yeah, you get to see... Ron, big Ron. Yeah, big Ron. So you get to see yeah. a, lot, a lot of different things. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um and I'm really looking forward to watching the next the next two episodes to come. Well, you know what happens, right? Wow! So it's going to be a, it's going to be a happy ending for the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously, I mean, you're in a you're in a UK winter. Uh, my commiserations. Actually, when we got on before I started recording, you know, like all Brits, I said, okay. "How are you going, Alex?" And you said, "Oh, the weather's been good." I'm like, "I don't care about the weather." But you guys are obsessed with it. It's not the greatest for for riding for getting out and about necessarily. Um, so how do you supplement that with indoor training? Uh, obviously, a lot of people listening to this right now be on the trainer. Um, what do you get out of that? And for me, like being old enough to know when we were just out there on the rollers with nothing to do except to stare at the wall, to get to the level that you know of gamification, I get, I guess that Zwift has. It, it makes a world of difference in terms of motivation. Yeah, totally. I mean, I spread slack to think we're quite hard. We'll we'll try and brave most conditions and and ride outside. And I've got a great group here in Loughborough who who will brave the elements with me and, and and I really enjoy that camaraderie and stuff but sometimes you physically can't go outside because it's too icy and too snowy or whatever and 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 for us that's where Zwift becomes really really handy and helpful because yeah like you said I remember times even kind of three four years ago where you were just literally 
or you're either watching YouTube or something like that and just hoping the time goes by with yeah with no kind of idea of what power you're doing or anything like that and and so it kind of brings together the really enjoyable fact that you can ride with others and then also keep your training quite consistent with with the metrics they use with the power and uh, heart rate and stuff like that and then also to to have the change of in uh, gradient intensity and that real feel is yeah really good and for me it almost became a bit of a an obsession over lockdown when we couldn't go outside at all and uh yeah for me i started watching youtube videos about the fastest bikes and and <laughs> where to attack on courses and we had all the swift pro races and i planned almost more meticulously than i i would for a for a triathlon bike course because I just had that time to, to like really look into it. And, um, yeah, it became almost like this new challenge, which was really exciting and to unlock things like the Tron bike and, and these big, have you, got, it? Have you got the Tron bike? Also got the Tron bike. <laughs> nah, I haven't got it yet. I'm going to drag, you know how heavy I am, man. I've been dragging myself up all the hills. It's not yeah, that no. easy for me. The, those are the challenges. Just keep. They're just so exciting, though. They they just keep it, um, keep tr- training fresh and and for us, like as as much as I love riding outside, when when we have to ride in, inside, I still enjoy it just as much because we have that that extra layer of yeah, as well. How about the races, though? And and like just it's horrible, man. Because at the start, everyone just gets way overexcited, and you've got to be pushing like four hundred watts for the first five minutes and then the rest of the time i'm just like i'm i'm dying <laughs> like how, how do you navigate that part because it's completely different to a normal race yeah it's true it's crazy it's it's almost like nobody wants to do it but everyone has to do it kind of thing yeah. at the, of the race because everyone goes off like a absolute train but yeah yeah I've seen that. that's quite like okay everyone just ease into it let's just all ease into it you know <laughs> yeah. yeah and in a way it's actually really handy to have that because triathlon's a lot like that as well because we all come out in such different uh well different times in the water and and the people at the front want to put pressure on the front of the race and the people at the back want to get to the front so for us to have that kind of first really hard five minutes is is very similar to what we do in triathlon and is actually quite handy so um yeah it's quite interesting to to have that first five minutes hard and then you just got to deal with it because in a race you got to deal with it anyway so <laughs> it's it's good good experience these races that people are doing right now they're 10 minutes long and that, and that doesn't sound like a long race but that would be one of the most painful 10 minutes and i guess that kind of reminds me of a, of a bike league in super league or something where there's just really no place to hide so even those super league races and then a 10 minutes with race are really short how like how much harder or easier is a say a super league race for so sh- how short it is versus like an Olympic distance race where you've got a little bit of time to measure your way into it. Because I know you're a guy especially who excels over a 10K, but when you've got 1K on the run or 2Ks, or like in the case of an arena game, a kilometre, how much harder is that? Yeah, for a 10-minute race, it's that bizarre middle ground where you you can't really pace it because it's full gas from the gun and... It's basically who can hurt the most, which is n- not that fun. Whereas with a with a an Olympic distance race, you got that two hours. You need to make sure you're fueling right. You're you're pacing yourself. You're you're in the right zone, so you don't kind of red line and uh, you may red line and be be around that point for maybe one to two minutes. Whereas for this, you're you're around there for 
basically 90% of the race so um it's it's not that fun and and little mistakes are magnified in in that sense as well which is i think another huge thing and you losing 1 to 2 seconds can cost you big time in a race like this because if you can't get your shoes on fast enough or you can't uh, if you you miss an acceleration on the bike or if you you're not swimming quick enough then it's going to be uh, yeah a hard day for you Complete complete change of tack, and because I, I skipped over this one, but I want to go back because I, I guess we've talked we talk a lot in your career about because you're only 24 now. In fact, I thought you were 21 the other day. That's how much we still think of you as like the youngest guy at triathlon. But you know, but don't worry, puberty's going to come soon. It's going to you have a big beard. It's going to be big. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talk a lot about your meteoric rise, right? So you're obviously a runner, you had a huge running pedigree, and then you came in, and it hasn't taken long, at least from an outside perspective, to for you to end up on an Olympic podium, which you know some people take some their whole career before would never do that. So, but what about disappointments? Is was there a a point where because I did read about a race where you got lapped out and how you turned that around into you know into motivation, but what? What what's your darkest point, or what's the point where you thought I just I'm not I'm not up to this, or I'm not good enough? And then at that, what point? How did you turn that around, and what was the timeline? Yeah, I guess, I guess for me around that that 2015 2016 point where I was um, a junior racing uh, triathlon, but then also racing athletics at the same time, kind of uh, European well, international standard. I think for me, I really wasn't probably swimming or biking at the level that I needed to be at at that point and uh, for me I was getting lapped out of like I said national races um, and and not performing the way where I'd like to um, and and also performing really well at these international track track meets and I was coming I think eight foot world juniors over the 5k and in the in the top top 10 for European cross-country champs and stuff like that and and that was kind of opening up this whole new avenue, which uh, was looking more appealing at the time. But but for me, I, I really love triathlon, and and being lapped out of that race kind of really solidified that I kind of wanted to do do something like this. And um, yeah, I came back the the following year and actually won that event. So for me yeah. to, to kind of yeah sit down with my coach at the time and just be like, I, I want to wake up early. I want to ride my bike. I want to yeah, I want to do this uh, before and after school and uh, how are we going to do this was was really nice. And uh, Rick, actually, who's one of the British triathlon coaches, sent me uh, a race result of uh, one of Ali Brownlee's first races where he actually got dropped on the bike and he after that he never got dropped again. So 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 for stuff like that, he's like, yeah, Get, get into that kind of crossroads and and for me I, I really wanted to do triathlon so yeah I'm really pleased I pursued it well it, it must have been hard as well like to to be so good at one thing and I'm sure there was people in telling you mate just just run like you're you're a runner so why 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 would you go into something where you've got to learn new skills or or, or get better like so to ignore those voices must have been a you know must have had a quite a strength of conviction at that point in your career because you were such a good runner yeah, definitely. I think it, it definitely seemed like an easier option, and and for me, I re- I really love the challenge of the swim and the bike. I, I mean, I'm definitely not the finished article in in all three. I'd say still, but um, for me to 
that yeah to have those challenges and to not not be finished and to be put under pressure I think is something I really enjoy and uh I grew up being a triathlete and my 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 dad kind of got me into the sport and, and for me that purity and um yeah I, I um somebody who who well yes somebody asked me like in when I'm 25 or in 10 years time what uh, when you wake up from your bed, what what do you imagine yourself doing? And I was like, yeah, I can imagine myself swimming in the morning, probably biking and running throughout the day as well. And I can just imagine myself going for for two runs a day uh, for the rest mm. of my life. So for me, whether I do end up doing some running at some point or whether I do do triathlon, my approach will always be to swim, bike, and run because it's fundamentally like what I really enjoy and have great training partners and great people around me doing that. Quick tip, man. If you have kids, you're not waking up and swimming in the morning and then going biking and running through the day. Okay, <laughs> What you're doing is what the rest of us are doing is waiting until the kids are asleep and then trying to sneak downstairs for a 10 minutes whiff race before you pass out. Stay as long as you can doing what you're doing is what I'm saying to you. Um, now, Arena Games coming up starts on the 9th of April in Munich. Um, for those people who are don't know about it yet. It's a, it's a, it's now a world championship event with World Triathlon coming on board. Uh, it's a mixture of um, real life and virtual racing. So the bike and the run are on Zwift. The swim is in a, uh, in a pool. So the whole entire thing is indoors. It's quite an incredible spectacle. You can go back and watch um, the last couple of years of Arena Games uh, on Super League's YouTube channel. Um, it's an incredible situation. Uh, that that brought this around, Alex. Obviously, it's a it's a pandemic pivot, but gee, it's a lot of fun, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I think um, in a way, it was yeah, Super League stepped up in a way to to provide racing when racing couldn't happen in a sense, which um, which is really exciting for us, and 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 it's continued throughout and had a huge like popular rise. So for us, it's probably the point where yeah, well, even last year, I, I think I said it was probably one of the points where I heard the most in a race. So um, I'm looking forward to it in an odd way, but it's, yeah, it's definitely challenging. And uh, for us to have it in free, well, in London, Munich, and yeah, in Singapore, it's really exciting. Three really big travel and mad cities. So hopefully um, we'll be able to have people watch and, and people can be inspired and, and want to try, try it and try different things. And um yeah I, I was lucky enough to be at the london one and and yeah it was re- it was really really cool and and i trained in the, the munich pool before the the munich super league and and that's that's going to be yeah really exciting one as well that that stadium is really cool yeah two two olympic uh precincts uh within the month of april it's gonna we've got some really new exciting stuff coming to, to this arena game too obviously as i said it's a partnership with world triathlon and now it makes it a an official world championship title. It'd be nice to be just to, you know, start 2022 being the very first Arena Games official world champion, would it not? Well, <laughs> that'd definitely be cool. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of strong guys racing. And for me... Um... That's such a political answer. I'm already like... <laughs> oh, here yeah. we go. Sorry. Oh, here we go. Just say, I yeah, I'll get a win. Mascot, but... Um... I always go into every race wanting to to be able to race the best of my ability, and and hopefully that will mean win. But we'll have to see what happens. Martin was obviously incredible last year, and uh, will be a tough guy to beat. Um, 
but yeah, I'm really looking forward to um, doing some specific sessions towards it and giving it a good crack. What I always find interesting about uh, arena games, right? So you guys come come out of the pool, you run around the pool deck, you jump on the bike. Okay, the bike I can understand, right? So the, like the bike, you know, everyone's the same color. Like the bikes are going fast in real life; they're going fast on Zwift. Then then you do the run, and you guys are just hammering on these air runners. And then you look at the little avatar, and it's like, yeah, like super <laughs> <laughs> very chilled. It yeah. looks super super relaxed. Yes, you might be. You're probably going thirty kilometers an hour. Do Do you find the um the run on the air runner difficult? Is it like because it's a certain different stride? Because you're one of those guys that strides out like a gazelle and makes the rest of us look like less evolved. But on an air runner, it's a little bit of a different challenge. Yeah, definitely. It's, it was definitely uh, a a different style and technique to kind of adopt and you have to sit a bit more forward and there's different places on the treadmill which are better for different runners depending on your stride and stuff and uh it takes a few runs on it definitely to to try and get that right and to to make sure you're pressing and actually making the 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 air runner go around and um i I quite enjoyed the challenge of of doing something different and um yeah put it it definitely didn't suit me the most i guess having because I guess it's a lot more about power um, rather than like your stride length and your mechanics. Um, but I quite enjoyed that, and um, yeah, it was good. What's your what? What are you tipping the scales at right now? How heavy are you? Uh, fifty-eight, fifty-nine kilos. Oh man! Just before we did this podcast, I ate around that much weight of schnitzel. <laughs> you know. So I can see how it's hard. Like I mean, someone on an air runner or whatever, it's hard. But then, but on Zwift though, like you've got to push two hundred yeah. watts and be at four watts a kilo. That's pretty <laughs> well, good. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. My last four uh, kilo is I'm uh three hundred and sixty watts for four watts a kilo. Really? That's not okay. Have you seen my legs? They're not big enough <laughs> for that. Okay, <laughs> it's not fair, man. But uh, that's what makes you so quick uh, over all of these is and also. Uh, on Zwift as well. Now, last question before I let you go. Um, 2022, obviously, Commonwealth Games gold is your big goal or one of them. What else have you pegged as the big races that um, that you're going to be focusing on? Because obviously, every year, you know, it gets more and more packed, the schedule. So uh, is it all about the World Triathlon Series right now? Obviously, we've got Super League ch- uh, later in the year, which is going to be a, a bigger season than normal. There's so much. So when you when you look forward into 2022, what are the things you're most excited about and focused on? It's funny because I, I think for for this year, uh, in particular, apart from having that that big outcome goal with Commonwealth Games, I really just want to improve on getting better in myself. And for me, I really felt like I improved a lot throughout the Super League series, just in that short period of time, and uh, and also a few of the the World Triathlon series races. So for me to to just be able to pick and choose like the the appropriate races where I feel like I can I can really put myself under pressure and learn for myself and and keep pushing on and and improving I think is going to be an important thing kind of stepping into the the further years um, looking into to 2023 and 2024 where maybe an outcome goal is is yeah something I'll be pushing for so I think for me just to be able to to improve the best the best I can and also just put put my myself in the mix and and hopefully be in a few different scenarios and be a bit more consistent with my results, I think is going to be, yeah, something I really like to do and just kind of prove to myself that 
uh, I can kind of back up the results I, I kind of had last year. Your political answers are getting better, so you're really improving in that respect. <laughs> didn't, you didn't mention a single race during that answer. Instead, you gave me the exact answer that I thought you were going to. So congratulations <laughs> for that and a Sorry. very good way to finish this one. The race is about to begin. Thank you very much, Alex G, for being our very first uh, episode of Arena Games Triathlon Shorts Plowed by Zwift. Thank you very much and good luck.